Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today is December 4th, 2019. Before I get into today's poem, which is by an American poet named Gertrude Schnockenberg, I want to remind you about the contest that we're doing here on The Daily Poem. Uh, about two weeks ago, uh, right before Thanksgiving and my little Thanksgiving break, I read a poem by Ogden Nash called The Tale of Custer the Dragon. It is a ballad, uh, a light ballad intended for children and other people who like funny things. And I suggested that our younger listeners make an illustration or draw a picture or a painting or something like that based on that particular poem. So uh, that episode was on November 21st. So if you go back and you listen to that, you can listen to that episode, you can listen to the story in that poem, and you can go draw an illustration or a painting or whoever you like. It could be stick figures if you want, um, or it can be uh, a watercolor, say. But here's the, here's the deal. Do that, submit it online on social media before December 31st. That's the deadline, the end of the year. And the hashtag to add to that on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you submit it is hashtag TDPBallad, T-D-P-B-A-L-L-A-D. Use that hashtag to enter and we'll choose a different winner from each of the different groups. Again, the hashtag is TDPBallad. So with that, let's get to today's poem, which is by, as I said, Gertrude Schnackenberg. She is an American poet who was born in 1953. The poem that I'm going to read today is called The Paperweight. The scene within the paperweight is calm. A small white house. A laughing man and wife. Deep snow. I turn it over in my palm and watch it snowing in another life another world, and from the scene learn what it is to stand apart. She serves him tea once and forever, dressed from head to foot, as she is always dressed. In this toy, history sifts down through the glass like snow, and we wonder if her single deed tells much or little of the way she loves, and whether he sees shadows in the sky. Beyond our touch, beyond our lives, they laugh and drink their tea. We look at them just as the winter night, with its vast empty spaces, bends to see our isolated little world of light, covered with snow, and snow and clouds above it, and drifts and swirls too deep to understand. Still, I must try to think a little of it, with so much winter in my head and hand. Like many people in the history of the world, <laughs> I've spent a lot of my life kind of imagining the circumstances or, or the effects if we were living in a, what some people might call a simulation or as part of someone else's story or as one very famous TV show suggested <laughs> in a snow globe. And so this particular poem is, uh, is interesting to me. It's moving. I love the way that Gertrude Schnockenberg, and I apologize to her if I'm butchering her name but i love the way she gives these little characters in this toy in this snow globe the paperweight a sense of personhood her imagination creates drama not through some sort of stakes or action or something like that but by giving them imbuing these these figures in this snow globe with you know soulish properties um, with a sense of desire and longing and hope with sort of sense of a bigger picture. 
And I imagine that she probably, you know, we all feel small sometimes, right? Like we don't have control. Like we're just pawns or part of a game and, you know, the, the, the troubles of life only add to that. They make them seem, make this effect seem more pronounced. And so I think that the poet, like many of us, like any of us, can sort of sympathize for these little figures in the snow globe. I love that concept that we can, we can sympathize or empathize with little uh, non-sentient plastic or metal figurines in a, in a snow globe. And so that theme is there. It's really well done. It's really moving. And it speaks to something universal in, in, in this rumination. Or this rumination speaks to something universal in all of us, I guess is what I mean to say. But then at the, the end of the poem, the last seven or so lines, the poem comes, goes outside, takes us outside of the snow globe. It gets us into the poet's head, not just into the inside of the snow globe, right? It's the world of the poet. It's the, the world of her own snow globe. It says, we look at them just as the winter night with its vast empty spaces bends to see our isolated little world of light. As if the night itself is looking down on her, on her existence in its own snow globe. Covered with snow and snow and clouds above it and drifts and swirls too deep to understand. The, the drifts and swirls too deep to understand is, is really interesting line because to me it speaks to the concept of awe. You know, we, we, we are in awe of giant um, snow, snow drifts of, of the sort of majesty and power of, of the, the, weather can, the weather can do. The things the weather can do to us and against us. And then it says, still, I must try to think a little of it with so much winter in my head and hand. And I, the thing that's intriguing to me is uh, what, what is it? That's the question that I come away with. Still, I must try to think a little of it. The little, the, the letter a, the word a there is obviously changes the meaning of the poem a little bit. Still, I must try to think little of it. It's a very different thing than to say, I must try to think a little of it with so much winter in my head and hand. Then that last line there speaks so much to the way imagination works. But what is that it that we're, that we're talking about, that we're supposed to try to think a little of? Is it the scene? Is it the characters? Is it the winter night? The little isolated little world of light? And is this still, does that mean still as in, I need to stay still and try to think a little of it? Or is it still in the sense of, despite all this, I need to think a little of it? I love the way it could mean so many different things there. And that's worth ruminating on. So once again, here is Gertrude Schnackenberg's The Paperweight. The scene within the paperweight is calm. A small white house, a laughing man and wife. Deep snow. I turn it over in my palm and watch it snowing in another life, another world, and from the scene learn what it is to stand apart. She serves him tea once and forever, dressed from head to foot as she is always dressed. In this toy, history sifts down through the glass like snow, and we wonder if her single deed tells much or little of the way she loves, and whether he sees shadows in the sky. Beyond our touch, beyond our lives, they laugh and drink their tea, we look at them just as the winter night, with its vast empty spaces, bends to see our isolated little world of light, covered with snow, and snow and clouds above it, and drifts and swirls too deep to understand. Still, 
I must try to think a little of it, with so much winter in my head and hand. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.